welcome to the Prophecy Club. Lord, help me say the right words. Do not let me say the wrong words. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm about to bring some bad news. And you know, the, the whole reason I try to warn people about these warnings from Demetri Dudeman and Henry Greer, these other prophets, is because I don't want them to come. And then if they're coming, I want people to be informed. And so I got an email this morning, and the guy says, are you trying to say to me that all of these arrests are probably not going to happen, and Trump is really gone, and we're really under the Biden administration, there's about to be a bunch of people rounded up? Are you about to say that things are about to get real tough in America? Well, you know, I'm not a prophet. I've not heard from God. It's not me saying this. But in the position of one that has memorized Revelation and made all of these DVDs and books and blah-da-da-da-da, you know, it's my call to try to warn you, based upon Bible prophecy and what the modern prophets have said as best as I possibly can. So I'm going to try to tell you what I think is coming. And I think that we are talking about persecution coming just around the corner. Everybody wants to know when. Well, I don't know when. But if we could make it to the end of the year without this persecution coming, I think we would have done a really good job. I hate to say it, but I think that it is, again, just around the corner. You know, the Lord told me, I've talked about this many times, I won't go through the whole thing again. But again, August 8th of 2015, I heard words. I promise, I heard words. This is the time of miracles. Then he downloaded my heart as the judgment hits so will my miracles. Now, we were all hoping that that judgment would be these 222,450 sealed indictments served and a whole bunch of bad guys rounded up, Trump reelected, and back in the White House, we were hoping that that was the judgment. And we tried. We did our dead-level best, fasting and praying and all of that. I'll skip that part. But apparently, and this is what the angel told Coverstone, twasn't enough. I think we did our part, but for the most part, the whole American church is slap asleep, and they did not do their part. And so consequently, the judgment that we so richly deserve, according to what Coverstone was told, is now coming upon us. That's what I'm going to try to say in this broadcast. I'm going to try to say that persecution is just around the corner. And I'm going to say it's coming based upon this Equality Act. I said it. Go look it up. The Equality Act. This thing is about to be American Christians and King James Bible lovers' worst nightmare. This is about to bring persecution to the church like we can't believe. This is probably the worst legislation in American history in terms of the church. This is worded directly to attack the King James Bible and those people that believe in God's Word, <laughs> many of the other versions too. February 6th through 8th. I've already read the whole thing, but I'm only going to read about a paragraph of this. Coverstone says, I saw in this dream a sign on the wall that said, Business as usual is over for everyone. I hope you heard that. Business as usual is over for everyone, meaning the old world under the Constitution, where we had rights and privileges, it's all gone. Several of the military men had very thick folders in front of them. The folders had top secret classification on them and heralded the name or the title, the American Solution. 
Well, what's that? Well, I'm afraid that I know what it is now. I'm afraid that it has to do with this Equality Act, the American solution. As Hitler had the final solution, which was getting rid of the Jews, that was an attack upon God, Jesus, and his Bible. Well, the American solution, same thing. They're not coming after the guns. They're not coming after the patriots. They're not coming after the military types. They're coming after those people that do know their God and believe their King James Bible. That's the American solution. They're coming after the Christians. They're trying to eliminate Christians from America. And unfortunately, I'm looking at eight verses from the Bible that specifically say, and they come pretty close. Now let's go on. A man in the suit and glasses stood up and said, three events are planned. But if the first one hits hard enough, the other two will not be needed. Our target groups will be easily identified in the events, and the rest of America will demand their arrests and imprisonments immediately, perhaps even their executions. So the devil has something planned that is going to hit the church, so says the other Coverstone Dreams, and other Dimitri Dudeman things. It's going to hit the church. It's going to hit the church so hard that it's going to pop like a pimple out the people that really believe in the Bible. And there's going to be a separation, once again, like was told Dimitri and Henry and also Coverstone. There's going to be a separation between those people that really believe and walk and live the Bible versus those people that are just cold and, well, useless. Let's go on. Skipping a verse, it says, Hoover will be proud, sir, in our list— list? What list? It's a roundup list, meaning that there is a roundup list, and they're going to add a bunch of names to it. They're about to do something that's going to pop the, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have a better way to say this, but pop the pimple, and it's going to make the people that really believe in the Bible pop out and to show themselves. Now, skipping down to another part of the Coverstone dream, then the man, that's the angel that speaks to him, said, Bracing will save many, but will also speak to many. They will hunt you. When you stand before the haters, I will prompt your words to convict their hearts. It has started. I hope you heard that too. It has started. And darkness is in the winds, so brace and speak and don't stop speaking. I believe that there's a high probability that this first attack on the church may very well be coming just prior to, on, or about Passover 2021, which is March 27th, which is the reason we have our Sevenfold Miracle Crusade scheduled on that day, because I personally believe, while I can't prove it, I personally believe we're probably going to see Sevenfold Miracles begin on March 27th, and that's the reason you really want to go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get yourself signed up, which, by the way, I changed the text because it wasn't really exactly clear what we're going to be doing. So I spent several hours yesterday changing the text. So even if you've gone to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com before, you might want to go again and reread it so you can understand what we're doing. Because, you know, we've done over 70 of these crusades, Power Jesus Crusades, uh, and then, of course, the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades went in thousands, literally thousands of meetings. But we've never done one like this before. This is different from everything. You have not been to this. 
Anyway, let's get going back to what I was saying. Now let's jump to Coverstone, June 22, 2021, and I'm going to skip most of this too. The scene changed. I was standing in front of hundreds of TV sets or computer screens. I saw men and women of God who were pastors, blacks, whites, Asians, and Indians all around the world. And I saw myself when we were all preaching the gospel and sweating with fervency and impact on our preaching. We were teaching biblical principles and dealing with major issues in culture. Major issues in culture. We think that is. I think that has to do with who is in the marriage. Is that a man and a man? A woman and a woman? Or is that a man and a woman? What saith the Bible? That's what it's getting to here. We were calling people to righteousness, holiness, and to give up ungodly things that were part of their lives. I saw people in chairs in the back of the church. Now, he just goes on to say he sees people asleep. Okay, we know that there's fair-weather Christians, tares, if you want to call them that. Now, let's jump to the other part. The people at the front of the room were kneeling in prayer. In other words, those were the fervent ones. The people up front began to pray against the enemy intensively and aggressively, whereas the other ones just kind of walked out, and they were saying things like, while the preachers were saying sin cannot be part of our lives— the louder and more intensely they preached and dealt with issues of sin, the more the wolves sent in the back of our church began to stir. The people who were not listening began to say, shut up. Stop saying that. I don't want to hear that. They were aggressively saying, stop saying those things. I kept preaching and preaching, and the wolves were wrestling and nudging at the people and getting them worked up. They stirred. See, this, my brothers and sisters, this is what's about to hit. This is not just coming to the average person on the street that doesn't attend church. They could care less. It's not even coming to the churches that are believing in a pre-trib rapture and they don't have to worry. And all they're doing is just getting positive and encouraging and uplifting messages. This, this is coming to the real Christians, the people that would give their lives for Jesus, their lives for the Bible. Let's go on, though. Suddenly, the scene changed. I saw courtrooms and judges and gavels pounding the bench. This? This is the Equality Act. The Equality Act that has now passed the House and is now in the Senate. And, of course, listen to Representative Eddie Gummert talk about the Equality Act. So what this bill, the so-called Equality Act, is really about, it's not about giving rights this is about taking away rights. You got the rights. But this is saying that part of the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. That's got to go. You can no longer, after this bill, you can no longer use that as a defense when we sue your church, we sue you, a preacher, male or female, it doesn't matter. We're coming after you. If we sue a rabbi, you can't hide behind the First Amendment or this Religious Freedom Restoration Act. It won't help you because we're saying you don't have those rights the Constitution gave you. That's all RIFRA was to begin with. It was just codifying what was in the Constitution. Allow people that believe what Moses said when he said, 
a man shall leave his father and mother, a woman leave her home, the two will become one flesh. Let them be able to practice the teaching of Moses. When Jesus was asked about marriage, he said he quoted Moses verbatim. Please allow Christians that believe what Jesus said to practice that. Allow preachers that took oaths and practice it. Allow them to do that. Don't take away the rights the Constitution gave. And don't take away decades of rights that women have worked for. Cummins, time has expired. And just give it away to men. They're so giddy because this is what they've been chomping their bits <laughs> for for years to get to come after the Christians. I saw the pastors in chains. I saw myself shackled. People in jury seats and witness stands, they were crying and judges were saying, you can no longer preach like this. You can no longer declare this type of lifestyle is a sin. You can no longer say anything bad about this kind of lifestyle. You cannot say anything about this situation. You cannot address these things. This is coming. And it's probably coming this year. It might even be coming in the next 30 days. Jesus is the only way. You cannot say this thing anymore. You can no longer preach this from Scripture. Most of the pastors are saying, we can't stop. We cannot stop. We cannot do that. The gavel came down in anger. The judges were mad. See, right now, we don't have laws that would give judges that authority. But the Equality Act, go read it. I've read it. That's exactly what it can and will do. I saw churches surrounded by mobs of people yelling, shouting, shut it down, burn it down. I saw people so hateful towards the church, harassing believers, going in and out of church. This is, yeah, mm -hmm, it's coming. See, I remarked yesterday, I said for, I don't know what church been going here in the, in Plano now for what, 18 years, I guess. For 18 years, I've watched people come in and they came in and they sat down expecting a Hollywood show with lights and dancers and uh, live praise. They expected live praise and worship. They expected entertainment. And I watched them walk out. I've seen countless people, singles, couples, come and visit, and it wasn't what they were looking for. See, they weren't looking for Jesus. They weren't looking for the real, true church. They were looking for, well, what they wanted, not what God wanted. So consequently, they, they left. And, and I remarked to some of our congregation members just yesterday, I said, you know what? All of these years, I've been bringing people the truth, and it, it just broke my heart to see people walk out. But now... But now, a lot of the people that have stuck and stayed and continue to hang with us, now they're about to be glad because the things that I've been preaching have been putting down roots. I'm not talking about roots for just a little bit of wind and a little bit of rain. I'm talking about roots to survive the tribulation, to avoid the mark of the beast, to avoid, let me go on, I saw pulpits being chopped in pieces. Matter of fact, I remarked yesterday, I said, well, we don't have a pulpit. <laughs> I saw the big old wooden pulpits being chopped to pieces. I saw plexiglass pulpits being hammered to pieces. I saw Christians in chains. I saw them being publicly ridiculed, publicly assaulted because their ideas were old-fashioned, needed to go, 
and they were not popular. That's why if you believe in the King James Bible, if you believe in what it's saying, and if you want to be a part of the end-time move of God, then you will arrange to get yourself to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, get signed up and come. I saw fires everywhere. I saw people being rounded up. I saw Chinese and Russian soldiers on the ground. And, of course, I thought, oh, well, that all that's past. Well, maybe not. Russian soldiers telling Chinese soldiers to go and pick up these people, round up these people, secure this quadrant, secure this area. We were hoping that that was helping with the 222,000 sealed and not roundup. But maybe, maybe this is helping rounding up the people that don't like the Equality Act. I saw blue helmets of the UN. I saw military things taking place. We've seen that. I saw no sign of President Trump. We've seen that. Then I heard the voice again. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Brace yourself. Now, let me skip down. I want to play a culmination, three minutes and 14 seconds long. This is what the House Freedom Caucus group says about the Equality Act. Listen, now this is your House of Representatives from the United States. Listen to what they say. Behind me are some of the members of the House Freedom Caucus. The House Freedom Caucus took an official position in, to oppose H.R. 5, the so-called equality bill. And while it attacks religious freedom, freedom of expression, and freedom of association, all important rights recognized in the First Amendment, it also denies the biological facts that men and women are the two genders. The bill recklessly requires girls in women's restrooms, lockers, gym, or any place a female might seek privacy to surrender that privacy to biological males. It is to further the far-left goal of control by the government over every aspect of our lives. To remove Fox, Newsmax, and OANN from cable distribution. The left is pushing to change the foundation of America's greatness. I'm Congresswoman Debbie Lesko from the great state of Arizona. The Democrat bill that will effectively outlaw private facilities for women and girls. There will be no privacy or safety in bathrooms, locker rooms, showers, because this bill requires, under penalty of federal law, for schools, any facility that's open to the public, that you take in biological males who identify as women and put them right next to the girls and the women in the showers, locker rooms, and bathrooms. This bill would also require, under penalty of federal law, that women domestic violence shelters that are reserved just for women would now have to accept biological males who say they are women. There is no deadline or no doctor's order. There's nothing like that. Anyone who identifies as a woman would be let in. This bill also takes away the protections against taxpayer funding for abortions and would also allow and encourage taxpayer funding for abortions up through the entire nine months. This bill discriminates against women. I turn it over to Lauren Boebert. Parents who choose not 
to subject their child to puberty blocking drugs, cross sex hormones, they can have their children removed from their custody. Not to inject your child with these drugs and blockers, which can lead to brain damage, sterilization, and increased risk of cancer is considered child abuse. Explain to our daughters why boys pretending to be girls are leering at them in the girls' locker room. Now we find ourselves in a time where Democrats are running, indeed, a tyrannical Congress and federal government. You should be concerned for the safety of all the little girls that are going to go in a bathroom not knowing if there is a man in there that calls himself a woman. Boys that want to call themselves girls do not belong in my daughter's bathrooms, in my daughter's locker rooms, on my daughter's playing field traveling with her team where she's forced to share a hotel room with them. Women should not be forced to have to be in prison with a man in a cell that calls himself a woman. Churches should be able to have their religious freedom. As a pastor for some 25 years, I am offended, I am appalled, I am I'm outraged with what's in this bill. It will force people to violate their beliefs in order to accommodate the expansion, abortion access, and taxpayer-funded abortion. It will force, it will require medical professionals in hospitals to provide abortion services even if it goes against their deeply held religious beliefs. This is an outrage. And as it relates to religious liberties, it is equally devastating and I'm convinced this is the tip of the iceberg of what will happen if this bill ever passes. But houses of worship, religious schools, a variety of entities along these lines will be forced to surrender their beliefs in order to accommodate that which this tyrannical government is forcing upon them. Telling you what you shall believe and how you are to act in accordance with their radical, left-wing, immoral policies being crammed down our throats. And we cannot let that happen. That's what we're here to do today, to stand in the gap in behalf of our liberties and the American people. It doesn't mention what it eviscerates, really, and that is the First Amendment. We've got some far-left, alt-left, socialist, totalitarian, Orwellian people in Washington that are telling you they know better than Moses they know better than Jesus, who quoted Moses verbatim on what marriage was. This just totally guts thousands of years of religious beliefs that have worked. This will mean the end of America as we've known it. This is about power, saying we don't want nor need any Christian Jewish believing organizations, we will tell you what your religious beliefs are. Go read 1984. I just recently reread it again. This is fascism at its worst, and it's coming not to a home near you, to your home. we got to stand against it. It moves our nation away from our Judeo-Christian values and takes away parents' rights to decide. The bill would define the word sex in federal law to include pregnancy, gender identity, and sexual orientation. 
This is an attack on our parental choice and the family unit. The Equality Act would put parental rights to make decisions about their own children and medical treatment and education at risk. Any parent that does not want their child to go through gender reassignment surgery at a young and vulnerable age would be st stigmatized. And there is a risk that their child could be take, taken away or the life-altering surgery would be done with or without the parental consent. Think about that for a minute. This is a disgrace and an overreach on the family unit and the way that we raise our children. This diminishes the ability of parents to raise their children and pass on their values. It has Washington, D.C. and Nancy Pelosi and the ultimate to decide ultimately the morality of our children and our churches. I ran on a pro-God and pro-family platform. I'm not going to back away from that and neither are my peers because there are some things more important than politics and it's called the right to worship. It's called our families and our family values. That's what's at stake right now. Restricting such accommodations, including, uh, including at public schools, gyms, as well as homeless or domestic violence shelters, would be discrimination under federal law. The bill, goes and cut, the bill guts congressional protection for religious liberty, including the Religious Freedom Restoration Act, which requires that laws placing a substantial board burden on free exercise of religious of religion and must serve a compelling government interest and be least restrictive means of achieving that interest. Meaning our pastors are going to be hamstrung. Meaning our outreach, our missions are going to be hamstrung. Meaning we are not going to be free to do the things that we choose to do as Christians. Without this protection, houses of worship and religiously affiliated schools, hospitals, nonprofits, and other entities will be forced to act contrary to their beliefs or stop offering certain services to the public. That's a shame to hamstring our churches in such a manner. The Equality Act would force health care providers to reform abortions and gender transition surgeries against their deeply held religious beliefs. It would likewise force both people and organizations in many everyday life and work settings to speak or act in support of gender transitions, including health care workers and licensed counselors, even when it's against their professional judgment. If that doesn't scare you, if that doesn't get your attention, nothing will. Genesis 2.23 says, And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh, she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, his female, and they shall be one flesh. Now that's what Moses wrote in the book of Genesis. Then Jesus comes along and says the same thing, Mark ten six. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. So then they are no more twain, but one flesh. Meaning, well, that's the definition of a marriage. And because of the filters from the platform, as you well know, I can't say much more directly. Besides that, I believe the Lord spoke in my heart and he said, Stan, this is really not your call. 
your call is to be a watchman and warn people about Bible prophecy and the end time coming. So this may be the last time I talk about this. This is Coverstone's call, not my call. But let's do jump back to what Coverstone was told. He said, then I saw this big billboard saying, Passover 2021. Big things are coming for the world. Big things are coming for the world. Now, what is the big things? I want to believe that that's <laughs> the Sevenfold Miracle Crusades. I also would like to think that that's 222,450 sealed indictments being served. But I don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that what we're probably about to see is this Equality Act will pass the Senate and Katie bar the door. They're coming after the Christians, the churches, the pastors, and like a pimple, it's going to pop out the ones that really believe in the Bible. That's the point. That's the point of this broadcast I'm trying to make. Now let's jump to November 9, 2020. Again, only part of a Coverstone dream called the Lincoln Dream. Uncle Sam stated clearly and precisely, with great struggle, we do not recognize the law of man or God. <laughs> That's where we are right now. Okay, we got six states that refuses to follow the election laws according to their legislature. The, uh, the Supreme Court refused to hear that. That means they're not observing the Constitution anymore. And then we had Texas and, what, 13 other states that tried to sue them in the Supreme Court, saying they didn't do it right, and the Supreme Court wouldn't hear that. That means they're not following the Supreme Court. Second example, would you like another example? Yes, I've got one. Then they tried to impeach Donald Trump when he was already out of office. Again, they're not following the Constitution anymore, not just the Supreme Court, but the House and the Senate. When they tried to impeach Trump for the second time, they're saying, just like I'll read it again, with great struggle, we do not recognize the law of man or of God. So these are evil people in high places that ignore the Constitution, and they're simply doing what they want to do. Why? Are they trying to destroy America? No, that's not their goal. They want to destroy the Christians in America. Rejoice over her, thou having any holy apostles and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. I can read lots more scriptures, but I'll tell you what's coming. There's about to be Christian blood shed in America by the leftists, the Dems, the communists, the Moloch and the Baal worshippers, the deep state, whatever you want to call them. With great struggle, we do not recognize the law of man or of God and simply find you worthy of death. <laughs> That's what they're going to say. Your time is over, and a new dawn awaits for those who dwell on this earth. That's what the angel said to Coverstone. Let's go on, though. There's more. And at this time, the men standing behind Uncle Sam, Uncle Sam represents the Constitution, specifically America. Uncle Sam came forward and put a noose around Lincoln's neck. So the Constitution, because it died, our, see, Lincoln represents our freedoms. So when the Constitution died, when the all-capital United States of America Corporation dissolved on November the 5th, 2020, we also lost our freedoms. That's the reason they didn't have to treat Trump. They didn't have to listen to him in the courts. They kept saying, you don't have standing. You know what? They were correct. He didn't have standing because he was not a part of their system. 
Let's go on. So Uncle Sam came forward and put a noose around Lincoln's neck and tightened it. Then they pushed Uncle Sam forward while they threw the end of the rope over the marble brace and handed the end to Uncle Sam and saluted him. Uncle Sam held the rope in his hands for a very long time. He wept and faced Lincoln, saying, I'm sorry, Mr. President. So because the Constitution is gone, there are people that say, I'm sorry, America, but you've lost your freedoms. The man behind Sam pounded Sam about the head and neck, bruising him, and yelled, This time you address him as Mr. Lincoln, nothing more. You know, that's what they're trying to do right now with President Trump. <laughs> I still call him President Trump. He really won the election as far as I'm concerned, so I consider him my president. But there's a lot of people that don't, that don't ever believe he was our president. Uncle Sam looked back at the men and said, you can hang me next for what I've also allowed you to do to my conscience. He started pulling the rope. President Lincoln stood quietly as the rope tightened. He reached, now this is important, he reached back to grab his Bible. He pushed the law books aside and grabbed hold of his Bible, but the jerking of the rope made him drop it to the floor. Is that what they're doing right now with the Equality Act? Is America right now having the law pull us around the neck and we're about to drop the Bible? The rope made him drop it, the Bible to the floor. As his feet left the floor, Lincoln's eyes showed compassion toward his accusers, the elected and appointed men in front of him. As Uncle Sam pulled the rope tight, he would not look at anything but the floor. It was interesting to note in the dream that Lincoln never fought back after the Bible slipped from his hands, meaning, brothers and sisters, the Bible that founded this nation. See, this nation wasn't made great because of our resources. It wasn't made great because of Trump. It was made great because the hand of God lifted it up. Because on November the 11th, 1620, God made a covenant with a group of people on a boat called the Mayflower because they wrote out the Mayflower Compact saying they were starting a new country for the furtherance of the Christian faith, meaning it was to further the Bible, to further the word of the Bible, to lift up the name of Jesus. So God made America a great nation, and with the passing of the Equality Act, in my opinion, we will be dropping the Bible, and soon we will be going into our captivity. Now, I don't like saying that anymore than you like hearing it. But that is my job, to hear, to interpret the prophecies, the Bible prophecies, and to the best of my ability, bring you the truth of what they're saying. Without compromise, without trying to sugarcoat it, just bring you the truth. If you don't like it, you don't have to listen. But I don't report to you. I have to report to the Lord. I have to try to please him. And I think, well, the ones with the right heart appreciate that. Uncle Sam slowly and respectfully dropped Lincoln's body to the floor. He looked back at men saying, I hope you get what you deserve for this. Then he grabbed his chest, dropped to the floor, was dead within seconds with his eyes wide open. The crowd began to scatter, including the elected appointed men. That's your deep state, okay? Then the man appeared that I'd seen in the dreams before this of the angel. He knelt down beside President Lincoln and said, they didn't have any idea what they were doing. And now the nation needs to brace itself for what they deserve. Let me read that again. That's what's happening right now. 
They didn't have any idea what they were doing. In other words, when the U.S. Constitution was scrapped, when our freedoms were taken away, right to remain silent, right to an attorney, right to a phone call, right, right I mean, innocent until proven guilty, all of those poof, gone. Those are all gone. All of the, 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 the Bill of Rights, all gone, all gone. That means your, your guns now can also be taken, too. That's one of them. They didn't have any idea what they were doing, and now the nation needs to brace itself for what they deserve, meaning America and all of her sins, those 30,000, there's probably more than that, more like 50,000 aborted babies, all of that innocent blood is crying out to God. We deserve, <laughs> I don't want to say it, it ain't pretty. We deserve it. He then walked over to Uncle Sam, closed his eyes tenderly, tapped the heart area three times and said, Rest in peace, Uncle Sam. Sorry you had to see the ship go down. Meaning, America as a republic is gone. Then man looked right at me in the dream, and this is the angel again, said, Nation. He specifically said, Nation, brace yourself for fire and ice, and don't forget to anchor your soul. Well, is that the ice we just saw all across Oklahoma and Texas? Is that the ice? And are we also about to see some kind of great firestorm like we've never seen before? I don't know. But I can tell you that right now, my brothers and sisters, right now, right now, America is in trouble, trouble like I've never seen in my 67 years on this earth. Let's jump to the next one. November 16, 2020. This is Benjamin Franklin, A Republic If You Can Keep It, Dream, also Coverstone. I'm only going to read one paragraph. The coal had been squeezed. Franklin was standing there admiring the scene, and he solemnly said very, very clearly, I guess we are no longer a republic. And the father spoke and said, No, it's mine now. No, it's mine now, as is the whole earth. Now, let me explain that. It's saying... It's confirmed. See, the Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let a thing be established. One of the things that I noticed about the book of Revelation when I memorized it, <laughs> it was kind of annoying <laughs> to tell you the truth, is because on major points, it always said them twice. Like, for example, one of the simple ways is these words are faithful and true. Then in another place, it said, and these words are true and faithful. And I can show you all the way through the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation really is two books because the major points are repeated in there. And it got to be so annoying. Like, you know, it would say, all people, nations, languages, and tongues. And then the next time it would say, in all tongues, peoples, nations, and languages. And so it got to be very frustrating. Oh, man, how many times is it going to say this? It turns the words around. But it says the same thing. In this case, it says, I guess we are no longer a republic. Now, that's a statement, but that's the second time it's been said within the Coverstone dreams. Then, and the Father spoke and said, Now, notice that this is repeated twice. No, it's mine now. No, it's mine now, as is the whole earth. See, before Saul was anointed by the prophet to become king, prophet Samuel, before then, Israel had no king, they had no president, they had no government. It was just people that were supposed to be hearing from God and doing what God told them to do. But of course, he would speak, but they wouldn't listen. They wouldn't follow it. 
So then finally they said, give us a king like all of the other nations around us. And, of course, that's proved out to be not so good. So then America, about 400 years ago, said, no, 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 let's, let's do it constitutionally. Well, that didn't work either. So now, basically, we're back to being gods. We are truly, instead of one nation under the Constitution, today we truly are one nation under God. And I want to believe that that's going to be good and bring the miracles, and it is. But unfortunately, what the prophets say is it's also about to bring righteousness, justice, and judgment. And that's the part that the flesh is not going to like. Now, let's go on to the next one. January 9 through 11, 2021. I'm only going to read part of this, too. It's called Plumb Line from Coverstone again. The man walked up to the church, took off his outer robe and prayer shawl. He appeared, this is the angel, to grow larger than the church. He did not measure the church with a plumb line. Instead, he simply placed both hands on the church, lifted it into the air, and shook it. And he shook it harshly and said, I warned them. Then he shook the church aggressively and violently for several moments. He shook the church more aggressively and violently than the Capitol or Wall Street, meaning the church is about to get a shaking. Those people that really believe in the King James Bible, that really believe in what Jesus said, really follow what Jesus said, they're about to be offended. They're about to have to stand their ground. But then, of course, the pre-tribbers, well, they have a problem because all of a sudden it's about to be shown that the pre-trib is a big misunderstanding, sorry to say, but it's a big misunderstanding. And those people that taught that were teaching, I, I want to say out of a good heart, they just didn't understand. And to tell you the truth, before the year 2000, I believe, I mean, you go to the, the Christian bookstore, you can't find anything but a pre-trib rapture book. And that's what had happened to me. I didn't know there was another position, not until a prophet pointed it out to me and I switched. That was the year 2000. Now, let's go on down to another point I have to make here. I recognize some of the people who walked out of the church and they denied Christ. They were walking by denying ever knowing Jesus, saying, I never knew him. I don't know him. That's not my church. They were actually embarrassed for ever being part of the church. Why, they had been shaken. So they were walking away. I saw inside the church, I saw damaged pews turned over, broken in half, wood split, pulpit split, lights hanging from the damaged ceiling, tiles, wires hanging, chandeliers hanging, electrical wire hanging out. The old pulpit was still intact. The platform was messed up. The entire church had been shaken from the foundation. Near the pulpit at the front, there were hundreds of people tied together with ropes and chains connected to each other at the altars. There were people clutching their Bibles to their chest so tightly the Bibles had handprints on them from the strong grip on the Bibles. The shaken couldn't rip their Bibles out of their hands. They looked weary and shaken. Some of them had been damaged, but they all had joyful faces. There were smiles on their faces because the shaking was over. Some in the group realized some had passed away from flying debris from the shaking. The ones who remained alive were shedding tears for the lost. They began to clean up the area and kick away the debris, trying to make sense of what had happened. Here it comes. Then the angel appeared. You took warning, and you were good to do so. 
Your obedience has been noted, and there will be fruit both here and in heaven. Though shaken and broken, you will arise, my bride, and work till I come. I'm saying, if you want to be a part of this last end days move of God, probably, probably, probably your church has not prepared you for it. But that's what the sevenfold miracle crusade is for. It's not just for the miracles to show up. And yes, what we want to do is we ask you to fast for three days. No, not everybody's perfectly clean that comes. But we're going to ask God to make the ground fertile and clean. We're going to do everything we can to, to bring a fertile ground where the Holy Spirit can come in. Not only do we ask people to fast three days, but we also ask them to get water baptized again, filled with the Spirit as with evidence of speaking in tongues. We anoint them with oil that I ask for God to give them the revelation spirit that I got when I memorized the book of Revelation. Leslie lays hands on them and ask them to be given the prophetic gifting of, of a prophet. So there's a lot of things we do to make certain the hearts of everyone there are clean and every, hearts of everyone is correct. And, and and there's no see sin separates us from God, so we're going to make certain to the very best of our abilities that everything is right and perfect. While we can't control the Holy Spirit, we can't say, "Okay, we're clean enough. We've done everything we can." So come on in, Holy Spirit. Let's see those sevenfold miracles. What we can do is prepare our hearts so that should He decide that this is the time, that there's nothing prohibiting him from coming in. And then once the miracles begin to flow, and I believe they will, then we want to see a line down the block, several blocks long, coming in, getting what God is handing out to the people. That's my heart for this sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Even if you've gone there, and let me encourage you to go there again, sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com, read it. I changed some wording. I think it better explains what's going on. Now let's go to the next point I want to make. January 20, 2021. Dana Coverstone again. I'm only going to read about one paragraph here. In the dream, I saw a nursery with hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of babies. The Lord was saying there's about to be many saved. A lot of fruit is coming to the kingdom. A great harvest is about to arrive. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Do you want to be a worker? Then you go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and you get yourself signed up. Lord, speak to the heart to go and provide the ways, the means, the days off, the transportation, everything they need to come. In Jesus' name, amen. And that's why how you pray too. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. I was seeing thousands of frightened people, so many. The workers could not handle the newborn baby Christians new into the kingdom. See, that's what we're going to do. We're going to help you to like, for example... How do you tell your testimony? How do you lead? Have you ever led someone to the Lord? Have you ever held their hands and prayed the sinner's prayer with them? I can tell you right now, there is nothing better on this earth. There's nothing better on this earth than leading someone to Jesus. To, I'll start getting emotional if I talk about it. To see the, te the tears running down Chris's face as he was in jail that night. I, if I tell you a story, I'll get all busted up. So... I mean, I'll go on and maybe tell you that story. Uh, I think they want me to tell that story at the crusade. So if you're at the crusade, you'll hear that story about a guy that received Jesus that was in jail. And, oh, man, it was it was powerful. They were changing diapers, feeding them, rocking them, trying to quiet and comfort these infants. 
there were thousands of like day-old babies, new converts into the faith. The Lord was saying, there's about to be an incredible harvest, an incredible amount of fruit to be brought into the kingdom. And there's not going to be enough people to disciple them, to help, to encourage, to teach, to lead, to guide them. We must prepare. And that's that's what the sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com is for, to get prepared, to move you from being a worker at doing whatever you're doing at your job right now or at your church right now into being one of those people that we can call when we start going to the sports stadiums and we're needing people to help pray for people, lay hands on people, lead them to the Lord, pray that they get the baptism of the Holy Spirit so that we've got a whole crew of people. So when we go to the sports stadiums, like God has shown us, we have people to call on. If you want to be part of our team that go to the sports stadiums, if you want to be part of Sevenfold Miracles, part of bringing in day-old babies, converts into the faith, if you want to see the tears rolling down their face, as they've accepted Jesus, if you want to see that, if you want to see that, my brothers and sisters, you get to sevenfold miracle crusades. If the Lord is in your heart, if you want to serve, then the shaking is not going to shake you. It's only going to bring you people that will finally listen to what you're saying. Finally listen about Jesus. Finally listen about the last days January 1 to 4, 2021. Cover stone again. I'm only going to read a paragraph. Then out of the rubble came the man. This is the angel that spoke to him again. Carried them all in his hands, and he placed the helmet back on his head, and he placed them all down on the ground, and he said, Justice for all is coming. I'll say it again. Justice for all is coming, but will not be seen by the many who needed it desperately. Bracing is required to stay the course. But it will be a course of consequence. Now, let me explain. When it says justice for all is coming, (laughs) that's the day that Jesus returns. That's the day that eternity enters into time. Eternity is darkness. And it spreads the heavens. That's the reason Revelation 6 says, and the heavens roll back like a scroll. Then Jesus, with the morning star, with the breath of his nostrils, he blows out what we would call air, except for it's light. And that light goes to the center of the earth, sets the foundation to the mountains on fire, and it burns up all of the tares in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. And as that morning star, that light, hits the tear, they fall to the ground and pile of ashes and bones. Zechariah 14 says, the tongue consumes out of the mouth, the eyes consume out of the sockets, and the flesh consumes off of the bones before the soldier or before the people can even hit the ground. But as it hits us, be us dead or alive, in a moment, in that same twinkling of an eye, we get our glorified bodies just that quick. And we get all of our rewards, all of our mantles, all of our crowns, all in that same instant. Justice for all is coming but will not be seen by the many who needed it so desperately. In other words, it's saying that these 222,450 sealed indictments that so desperately need justice handed out to them, it's not coming now. That's the interpretation. That's what everything I see coming. Bracing is required to stay the course. That means, yes, there might be some physical preparation. (laughs) We've talked about that, you know, 
cornerstoneassetmetals.com. We talked about heavensharvest.com, promo code STAND to get food. We talked about empshield.com with the promo code PROPHECY to get a device so that your car won't stop and your house won't stop. Things won't get fried there. All of that is important. But the most important thing is to know the Bible and to know Jesus, the one that wrote that Bible, when the rains come, when the winds blow, and it blows over most of the other houses around us, it won't blow over our house because we're standing on the rock, meaning that we will stand strong in Jesus in this difficult time that's about to come. And I'm calling all of my patriot brothers and sisters. I'm calling all of those people whose moms and dads were Christians, maybe uncles, aunts, maybe grandfather, grandmother, people in your family are Christians, but you sort of kind of like hadn't exactly been too interested in it. I'm calling you. I'm calling you, even if there's not a good Christian church in your area, and there may not, and probably is not, you go down and you get yourself a King James Bible. If you got another one of those perversions, throw it in the trash. And you get you a King James Bible, and you start reading it about an hour a day, and you lock and load, and you dig your heart into that book so that you know 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 that you are right on believing in Jesus, and no one can knock you off that even to the point to them removing your head. Bracing is required to stay the course, but it will be a course of consequence, meaning staying Christian. It's not going to be easy. The easy days, they're over. They're gone. February 8 to 20. Now let's jump to another coverstone dream. Another point I got to make. There was smoke coming out of each of the churches, and there were many believers praying earnestly and loudly in each one of them. They were repenting and confessing their sins in the nation and their own sins as well. There are many tears and wailing as they lost loved ones, meaning there's about to be some people in America die. Lost loved ones were being brought up in their prayers. They asked forgiveness for being an inadequate witness and for being anchored to sins that they knew were wrong. But they had kept holding on to the chain and it ruined their walk with the Lord, meaning they kept holding on to sins. You can't hang on to sins, brothers and sisters. You've got to walk away from them. The believers went out of the churches and began holding their noses and asking God, Why? Why did you not answer our prayers to bring restoration to America? The heavens opened, and the voice of God said, And this, this is talking to Prophecy Club people and all of those people that fasted and prayed in the month of September and October for our nation, and hopefully still praying. The voice of God said, Work with the mud you have been given. Some immediately complained and spoke of the hours that they had prayed, expecting to have a better return on the prayers. Once more the voice said, Work with the mud you have been given. And the voice was much firmer than before. Meaning, our opportunity to see another 40 years given to America, gone. Gone because there wasn't enough people fasting and praying that Trump would get in. And now, now all of that swamp, remember, as you, I've wrote, written down here, 11, 11, 29. I think in the light of all these things going on, you know what I mean, the fake news, the comings of the world, all the bad things that went on, it's called the swamp. And you know what happened? And you know what I did? A big favor. I caught the swamp, says Trump. 
I caught them all. Let's see what happens. Nobody else could have done it but me. I caught all of this corruption that was going on, and nobody else could have done it. Well, Donald Trump, you should have pulled the trigger. You should have locked the door. You should have arrested, rounded up, and served justice to these sealed endowments. You should have, even if it destroyed our nation, because if you don't, our nation is going to be destroyed anyway. If I could only got him to believe that, <laughs> but unfortunately it's too late now. The scene changed to where I was sitting. The entire United States, each group of people, were all trudging through mud towards a cloud. The closer they got to the cloud, the wolves began to make contact, leaving marks. So it's saying that Christians are about to have marks put on them by the wolves, as in by the left, by the Dems, by the Moloch and the ball worshippers. These people were screaming curses and blasphemous words at the believers in the mud, calling them haters and dividers. There were no specific leaders as they moved along those in the mud, but some threw rocks and sticks that resembled arrows at the ones in the mud. The believers kept pushing towards the crack cloud. Though they were covered to at their next in mud, they kept going. Then the Christ figure appeared, here's the angel again, in a white robe with angels all around him. He had a scepter in his right hand, and he spread his arms and spoke loudly. My ways are not your ways. Your spiritual legs will be strengthened through agony, and your witness will offend the naive and those who have no fear of me. Bracing gives you way to fire, and those braced must remain on the path. My command is to come out from among them. Separate yourself as the chaff is about to burn, and their smoke will fill the skies. Skipping again, then the Christ figure raised his hand, thrust the scepter toward the earth, and shouted, I am coming soon, and my reward is with me. Stay faithful until I come. Those are some pretty hard words, and it's saying, Church, you better get ready. This is not a joke. There's about to be some hard times come to America like America has never seen in their existence. Ask God. Simple. Ask God to be your God. Just say, Jesus, be my God. Jesus, be my God. Second thing, go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Get signed up. It's going to be awesome. You do not want to miss this. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. If you have precious metals needs, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. Just say Prophecy Club when you call. It helps us. Same thing, heavensharvest.com for long-term storage food. And the promo code there is STAN, S-T-A-N. Don't know where they came up with that. And then empshield.com. And the promo code there is PROPHECY. All of that helps us. But even more, it helps you. So if you're needing some kind of long-term storage food for food for some hard time, Heaven's Harvest got some of the best. Yeah, they've got the freeze-dried food. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. They can help you with just about any of your precious metals needs. EMPShield.com. Promo code PROPHECY. You put this device on your car or your house, and then if and when... There is some kind of EMP strike on America, like a nuclear bomb, a suitcase nuke going off. Then your car still starts when no one else's does. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com is owned by a prophecy student who reads his King James Bible and supports Prophecy Club. Call CornerstoneAssetMetals.com for gold, silver, palladium, rhodium bars, or coins. They can help you roll over your IRA, 401k. So tell CornerstoneAssetMetals.com Prophecy Club sent you. 